business owners, doctors, but I identified that they really struggled with the how-tos of social media. There's so many different ways of creating money online, but just get started on something and other things will happen. Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips, and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. All right, guys, today's guest is a network marketer who has built a seven-figure organization and is also the founder of Social Media School, where she helps online business owners effectively leverage social media to grow an audience and also grow their income. She's spoken on stages all around the world of crowds of up to 10,000 people, including at the number one social media marketing event in the world, Success Summit with Fraser Brooks. After struggling with being an introvert and lacking confidence to the point where she couldn't even pick up the phone to order takeaway, she found a way that she was able to step into her power and to create an extraordinary life by leveraging social media. So please help me welcome the woman who went from being a promo girl in Dubai to now having earned over a million dollars leveraging social media alone, my friend, Miss Alicia Fernandez. Morgan T. Nelson, thank you. What a privilege it is to be on your podcast. You know, I was actually driving today to this podcast interview and I was listening to one of your episodes, your oh, latest which, episode, which actually. One? What came out this week? It was The Secret Table that you don't know about. Very important. It right is table. a very important episode, but I think it's like your 173rd episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am so literally proud of you because I've known you for a long time, maybe about eight years now, yeah. and you were the first person in my network at the time to actually launch a podcast. And so I just wanted to say it's actually a privilege to be on your podcast today because you've had some amazing guests and I just want to commend you because you've been consistent and persistent. So here we are, let's go. I just want to provide as much value to your listeners today, Morgan. So let's dive in, awesome. shall we? Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love appreciate you. appreciate you. And obviously we've had your man on here as well, Mr. Lloyd. And also guys, Lisa spoke at Dreamfest as well. Probably speak again next year. Let's oh, stop it. Um, <laughs> But, okay, straight off the bat, when I was putting together your bio, I found this really interesting. I don't know if anyone heard this. You were very, very, very introverted. You couldn't even pick up the phone or a takeaway, but you were a promo girl in Dubai. Yes. How do you become a promo girl? Yes. And then become so shy and unconfident yes. and introverted? You good, call good question. And I don't know if I've actually shared this before. So I'm glad that we can dive into this. So very, very quickly, especially with my accent, some people might be like, where is this chick from? So I was born and raised in Dubai. I lived there for 19 years. And then when I went to school there, I actually was a promotion girl. So I'd go to bars and clubs and hand out Jägermeister and Heineken's and things like that. Anyways, I finished school and I was like, what do I do next? I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. Were you the same, Morgan? I didn't know. 
I had no idea. I had no idea. I was going to travel and had fun. That was really So I followed Sue and my older sister moved to Australia, did a Bachelor of Commerce. She did a Bachelor of Business actually at university. So I was like, oh, I'll do a Bachelor of Commerce. So I moved to Sydney and I did this degree. I was terrible at it. Everyone I was around what like- Commerce? Business. It's a fancy word oh. for business. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I did this business degree. I didn't do very well. I struggled with like the accounting, the economics, and then the people I was surrounding myself with, they were excelling. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not cut out for this business thing. And so I finished the degree, even though it took me three and a half years instead of three years, because I kind of had the, this thing inside of me that I finish everything that I start. But it really did knock my confidence because I'm like, I'm not smart. I thought I was smart. And so I was just like, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. So then I moved back to Dubai and that's when I was kind of like, what do I do? Do I go back and try something else? Everyone around me was succeeding and I was just like, I don't know. And then fortunately for me, I met Lloyd you've had on your podcast my husband and he was just like we got together we were dating for a few months and he was just like I'm gonna move back to Australia do you want to move back with me and I said yeah sure let's go so I moved to the Gold Coast where we are now and I still didn't know what I wanted to do lacked confidence couldn't get a job for like six months because I had this uni degree but no work experience and so then I settled for this beautiful commerce degree from Sydney University but I couldn't get a job so I was just like I'm just going to apply for a receptionist role and so I went in for the interview I got the interview like I got the job and then I worked in that role for about three months and then they were like oh we have this promotion in-house do you want to be a paralegal do you know what a paralegal is it's Rachel from Suits you know, suits I the show. Suits. She works. Oh, okay. She's TV series. Basically, you're the assistant to the lawyer, okay, the in-house yeah. lawyer. Yeah. Okay. So picture this. I am in this cubicle for three and a half years. The only person I speak to is my boss and my computer. And I'm reading legal mm. documents and legal documents and legal documents. So really, I just went into my shell. And so when you asked me the question of how I went from a promo girl to be really introverted, it was just like this compound effect of just like lacked confidence, went for a role which I was more qualified for and, yeah, worked in a role where I really didn't really interact with people. What you don't use, you lose. That's exactly right. Right. That's so exactly right. So were you once quite more extroverted or...? Yeah, I believe so. I believe I was, but when I... No, but when I... No, when I think about it, I was very extroverted when I drank a lot. So there was oh, yeah. always alcohol involved, okay? And that brought out my personality and things yeah. like that. And now I don't drink so much. So it's just like, okay, maybe this is my personality. Maybe I am more reserved. I'm a little bit more, you know, quiet. And I'm okay with that. There's mm. nothing wrong with being introverted. Trust me. <laughs> you get to see and observe a lot more than an extrovert does. Yeah. <laughs> that's facts. So you guys started a network marketing business, right? Which yeah. is, that's how we met. And yeah which is a lot of it, especially what they used to teach massively was face-to-face and you got to go network and you're going to meet people. And so how did you go with that? What did you have to, and you guys have been eight years now, nine years now? Yeah, eight years. And you've made mm. well over a million US dollars. Yeah. Um, so you've been quite successful. Yeah. <laughs> in all Australia. Yeah. So what was the main things you guys had to really overcome in your personality? Yeah. And in, in your mindset, all these things you had, what do you have to overcome to get to where you are right now? Such a good question because... When I was working in corporate, that's when I was introduced to network marketing. And, you know, looking back now, it was actually such a blessing because it was a way for me to dip my toes in business 
without the risk. Mm. Without the risk, I had my corporate job, so it was almost like my capital partner. I was being paid week in, week out doing that. And then on the side, I was able to work on my network marketing business. But the thing was, I we did it together. So we being Lloyd, my husband, and me. And Lloyd is very extroverted. He comes from a business background. And so when this opportunity landed on our laps, we saw all these amazing people living their life by design through network marketing. And so we're like, yes, we want to do this. So he's like, okay, we have to tell everybody about this. We have to tell everyone what we're doing. And so he dragged me to these networking events. And I was just like, this is hell on earth for me. That's the way that he did business. Traditionally, he went out and about face to face, pitch your idea, pitch your business. And I was like, this isn't for me. Maybe again, like my uni degree, my business degree, maybe I'm not cut out for business. And so we went and put flyers on cars. We ran away because we're like, I think this is illegal. So we tried all the traditional ways of marketing. <laughs> and it was, but <laughs> it was so funny. Anyways, it didn't work. No one called us. So don't yeah. do that. If you're listening, don't do that. And it wasn't until I went to a network marketing event and we're so blessed to be trained by mentors who have gone before us, who have succeeded. And they were talking on stage about building a network marketing business online, on social media. And they were training on a few tips and strategies. And it was almost just like this weight came off my shoulder. Is this I was like, Fraser? No, this was like Brett and Sammy and Anna, like all of those people, remember? Yeah. And they, And I was just like, okay, I can do this. If you're talking about that, get social yeah we actually spoke at that event yeah 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 because i was um you know like i've been business all online as well then moved to mexico and i was like kind of one of the first store ones where i was like i can do this and everyone's telling me you can't do it online kind of fucking watch me yeah and then i got to one of the top incomers what was top income under 25 all online Mm -hmm. um he had no other option as well right yeah Mm -hmm. and then they started catching yeah now everyone's like Oh, why would you not want to make why money online? Especially, you know, over the last couple of years. Yeah. Thankfully, mm-hmm. we were building online because that was the only way. Yeah. But yeah, going back to the point, like they showed us that there was a way of building it mm-hmm. differently to face-to-face. And then that's when I was like, yes, I can do this. I can do this. And then that's when we started doing both, building our business offline, but then also leveraging social media to really reach more people outside the four walls, outside Australia. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we have like over 15,000 customers in over 20 countries and that would never have been possible without social media. So and that's cool. why I'm so passionate about it because I'm like, if you are not leveraging social media right now when it's free, it's literally free yeah. to pick up your phone do a post, go live, this podcast, you know, get your message across to more people without paying for it. Like it's just this opportunity we've never literally had in life. Yeah. So I want to go into this, right? So, because people might be listening to this and be like, okay, well I can create content, but how do you make money from that? Yeah. So can we go into what are some avenues that you've seen people actually make money through social media? And then we'll talk about how to actually use social media. Yeah. And I want to like, there's some myths out there as well, because I actually overheard a conversation yesterday at the gym and there was this lady, she's in, um, she's a hairdresser and she was just like, Oh, I really want to, you know, start this subscription business online, but I don't have a big following. Like a lot Mm. of these other influencers quote unquote that I see on social media. And I was just like, I had to interject because I was just like, firstly, do not compare yourself. If someone's got like a million followers, it doesn't necessarily mean that they can sell 
to this million followers because it's all about nurturing and having a community online. You could have a hundred followers, you could have a hundred raving fans and still be successful on social media. So the first, you know, myth that I would just want to chat about is you don't have to have a gazillion followers to make money online. You just have to have a nurtured community that you can build. And again, the people that do have a million followers, amazing and credit to them, right? Those are goals, right? To have a million followers, raving fans, but they started at zero at one point as well. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't have any influence right now. I don't have any followers right now. I was exactly the same, Morgan. When I used social media nine years ago to update my status to say how hungover I was. (laughs) Truly, the memories come up on Facebook. I'm so hungover, bring me KFC. Like, that's what I was using social media for nine years ago. I hate seeing the memories pop up when it's like... I love it because I'm like, look how much I've grown. Some some of them I I love seeing. I love seeing over the last, like, seven to eight years because my life's been fucking sick for the last seven years. But before that, like, in school and stuff, when it used to say, what's on your thoughts? And I would put in, like, song quotes and shit. And then I'm like, fuck more. Yeah. But it just shows you how much you've grown and evolved as well. Yeah, I laugh sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to even pretend that I saw that one. But um, And then, you know, when I first started, I used to get two likes on my posts as well. One yeah. from Lloyd, my husband, go Lloydie, and yeah. one from my mom. Mom, of course. Okay, so I had no influence. I had to, I don't go mom. I had to start from zero as well. And so if you're looking at, you know, creating an income or generating some money online, Firstly, it's just like choose a vehicle, right? Mm. Choose a vehicle. I chose network marketing. Well, network marketing chose me. I didn't go out and seek it. It found me. And it was such a great way of actually, like I said earlier, working on a business without the risk. And so network marketing taught me how to, you know, market online, market a product that I didn't have to develop myself, that I didn't have to ship. I didn't have to do any of all that crazy stuff. I just had to work on the marketing part behind the scenes, but you can make money so many different ways, right? You can make money affiliate marketing. You can make money through network marketing. You can, if you're, you know, you've got a skill set, you can create a course, you can create a book. So there's so many different ways that you can actually make money online. Instagram actually pays you for creating reels now and they've got bonuses and so, yeah, and YouTube. So there's so many different ways, but it's just a matter of just choosing one, focusing on one and getting started. Because I also feel, just from all the people I've spoken to in the last eight years, people get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready to get get ready to be like, okay, I'm going to have the perfect business opportunity or the perfect business before I launch. But look how far you've come in the last few years. You've got to start. And then when you start, you identify opportunities and niches or niches wherever you are listening in the world. And that's when you're like, okay, I see an opportunity here. Let's go there. But the only way to... I guess identify that opportunity is to actually be in it. And that's where, you know, social media school, one of my businesses, that's where it was born. Mm. I was in network marketing. I was speaking to people each and every day, moms, business owners, doctors, but I identified that they really struggled with the how-tos of social media and where to start. But I would never have known that if I just sat and I was like, okay, what is it? What is it? What is it? So um, yeah, there's so many different ways of creating money online, but just get started on something and other things will happen. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like honestly, honestly, like you can become a content creator. Like there's people out there making money just because like, you know, question, would you rather have a million dollars cash in the bank or a million followers? 
No, I would definitely have a million followers, raving yes. fans, because with a hundred raving fans, it's just like you can continue to bring out things because people don't buy your product. They don't buy your service. They buy yeah. you, Morgan. Yeah. You'll know this. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a good question. I wonder what some of the listeners yeah, would have answered. Yeah, I want to ask, right? Yeah. some people would be like, oh, a million bucks. Because yeah. here's the thing. If you've got eyeballs, you've got money. Yeah. If you've got eyeballs and you've got attention, you've got money if you know what to do. If you've got a million followers and you don't even have a fucking product, you can go to someone who has a product and promote their product for them to your audience and get a massive cut on their product. Yeah, for sure. That, there's people out there that do Instagram giveaways and shouts and stuff just to use their audience, but they get paid for a post. There's some people, I've even heard, if you've got a million followers, you can people are charging five figures and upwards. So we're talking 50, 60, 70, $80,000 for one post. Yeah, that's so true. think about it. If you've got a product, think about your social media school, right? Or, yeah, social media, your social media school, you go to somebody who's got a million followers and they can put a post up that will get reached to, you know, 200,000 people or whatever. And then even if you look at 10% of them, even 5% of them, and you have 10,000 people come to your thing and subscribe, that's you'd happily pay somebody that $80,000 for that post, right? And you don't need the product, you don't need anything, but if you can get the audience and the, the eyeballs on you, that's freaking valuable. That's why I put so much money into my brand and my audience and everything because I just noticed if I just have a massive freaking audience, that's when I start this podcast. I'm just going to build a podcast, help people grow an audience because one day I'll probably have other shit figured out and I have other cool things to offer. Now I've built um, this company and everything that's happening. It's so true so though. It's important. Like I say mm -hmm. to people all the time, like if you don't know fuck idea what you want to do, just build a social media brand. But start building social media. Absolutely. And there's so many success stories of people who have just built an audience and not sold a thing to them. Yeah. Year in, year out, year in, year out. And then all of a sudden they launch something, a book, a course. And then that's when you hear these crazy stories where yeah. people have made, you know, six-figure months and seven-figure months because they've nurtured this audience. Look at, what about boss babes? Yeah, Seen exactly. Yeah. A motivational page. Now these, these two girls are. Yeah. Well, I've actually done a couple of their courses. That's mm. so true. And they just started. and. Yep. From nothing and people will look at them now going yeah. oh my gosh I've missed the boat look at them but they started at zero followers as yeah. well and they've just been consistent with their message over time that's all it is truly okay. so people now they're motivated now they're like okay I get it <laughs> what what are some do's and don'ts of building a social media brand this is good how do you start I feel like we need a couple of hours for this yeah firstly is if you've never done a Facebook post before, or uh, I guess an any social media post before, is to do a post, right? Baby steps. The do's and don'ts of social media. And when I first started, so we'll go back to when I first started in network marketing, again, no experience in social media. I found a couple of people on social media that I liked, that I resonated with, who were successful, and I modeled them. And I modeled them for months and months and months, whereas, you know, I'd see what they were posting, and then I would model what they were posting. Some of them I just copied and pasted, to be honest with you. And until I found my own voice, until I found my own flow. And so for people who are just like, I don't know where to start, it's like, okay, first and foremost, find a product or a service that you want to market, right? And then find people in that industry who are already successful and model what they're doing, right? 
That would be the second thing, model success, success leaves clues. And then you'll be able to find your own voice, which is what we both have been able to do, right? We've been, we found our own niches, we found our own voices. And then the thing is like when you start, you get consistent with it, it's like, okay, now identify a niche. And the reason why, and this is a huge thing, again, we could do a whole podcast episode on niches is because people are like- What is a niche? What is a niche? So people think, I'll ask you, (laughs) do you think- Health and wellness is a niche? Yeah. No. So health and wellness is actually an industry. Okay. Okay. It's an industry. A niche is actually a subcategory within that. So for example, health and wellness or health and fitness, a niche would be, you know, I help women in their thirties who have two babies lose weight. That's a niche. You are Mm. speaking to a very, very specific type of person because how many people are doing health and wellness? How many people are doing weight loss? So many people. And so when you can identify a niche, when you can identify a subcategory of people, you'll be able to identify your ideal customer. And the reason why it's really important to identify your ideal customer is when you post on social media, you want to talk to them. You want to talk to your ideal customer because you want them to read your post and be like, oh my gosh, that's me. Morgan knows me. He knows what's in my head. Oh my gosh, he went from A to B. I want to work with him. He's got something that I want. But not only that, not only do you talk to your ideal customer, but you know where to find them. And that's what people say all the time. They're like, I don't know what to post on social media. I know that because you don't know what, who your niche is. You don't know who your ideal customer is. And the second thing is like, I don't know where to find them. Yes, because you don't know who you're looking for. And so I know exactly where my ideal customer lives. I know where they hang out. So non, guess what? In a stalkery way though. In a non-stalker, online, online, <laughs> <laughs> online. So I can go and network with them yeah. at home. In my Ugg boots, under the covers, snuggling my little dog. And that's the power of social media because when you go to a networking event, you've got to speak to so many people to be like, yeah, you're my ideal customer. Mm. Whereas on social media, you can go and find them. You know exactly where they live. And so I think the do's and don'ts to go back to your original question is just like start, absolutely. Don't wait to find your niche. Don't marry your niche as well. So some people will be like, I need to go to the Himalayas to find my niche, to find my purpose in life. And then I'll do it. No, date your niche for like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. And then after 90 days, be like, did this work? Do I enjoy this? And then after 90 days, reevaluate, right? Mm. You would, you know, my niche has changed over the years because I've just gone, okay, this has grown. I've identified this and that's totally fine. You don't have to marry your niche. So a lot of people get hung up on that. that I don't know what my niche is. I'm not going to start yet. So it's just like my number one tip, do's and don'ts, get started first and foremost, and then as you grow, be aware that you, to look for your ideal customer. One of the best things I heard, because um, my brain, I want to, I want everybody. I want to talk to everybody. And the best thing I ever heard was, if you talk to everybody, you talk to nobody. Correct. And because it, sometimes it can be hard to actually identify the niche and chunk down so much. So at what point, how do you know if you've found it? Like at what point between, we mentioned health and wellness, and then all the way down to what you mentioned, like the moms with two kids and how specific do you need to get? Is there a point of going too specific or too non-specific? Niche and then niche some more. And then niche some more. And I feel like, yeah, people are are fearful of that. And I'm fearful. I was fearful of that as well. Mm. But then again, you start having, 
your ideal customer reach out to you, you're like, oh my gosh, I, I would never have met you if it wasn't for this. I am speaking to you and I can help you. But I feel people go, I don't want to niche down because I am scared. I'm not going to have anyone to talk to. Yeah. But think about how many bobs there are in the world. If you just niche down to just bobs, you'd have a successful business, you know? So it's just having this abundance mindset. I don't really like that word abundance, but just niche is super important for two main reasons. You know where your ideal customer lives, but you know what they're thinking. So you can help them get from A to B. Do you believe it's more important to understand who they are or what drives them emotionally? Both. Both, for sure. Knowing their pain points, knowing their drivers, knowing their income, knowing, you know, what keeps them up at night. And typically, like generally speaking, it was you. Yeah. It was you a few years ago. And I feel like people forget that. And I'm so guilty of that as well. It's just like all of a sudden I'm this expert and I speak this expert language with all this jargon and I've arrived. But really, you want to be talking to the person you were before you found the solution. And so when you remember that, when you can go back into the remembering room being like, why did I actually start network marketing originally? Why did I start on this weight loss journey? Why did I start this podcast? When you can remember why, what your pain points were, what your drivers were and create your content around that, you will speak to the person that you were five years ago. And then you can go here, here's the plan, here's the blueprint, here are the strategies, the tips that I use to get from here to here. And I think that's super important. I love that. Okay, this is awesome. So what have you found is the biggest thing that holds people back from going all in on their social media? First thing is when I first posted on social media, in my mind, thinking back, I was just like, people aren't going to find me credible or me as an authority figure because I'm not right now. Limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs, number one. Why people don't go all in on social media. It's the fear of looking bad in front of their peers. It's the fear of saying the wrong thing. It's the fear of standing out. And so that's the number one reason I feel holds people back for sure, the fear of judgment. And the second thing is software. Like they don't actually know how to use the features. They don't know how to use social media. But again, Going back to the point where, you know, they're scared of posting because of the fear of judgment. I really want to touch on this because I feel it's super, super important. And it may hurt a few people, but people don't really care about you as much as as much as you think they do. Okay, they don't really care about you, Morgan. They don't really care about me because you know why? They're caring about themselves. They're caring about, they're in their own little bubble and they're worrying about what people are going to think with their Facebook post, with their Instagram live. So they're not really worrying about you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I'm fearful of what people are going to think, guess what? They're already, they don't really care. So I think that helps overcome that, I hope. And the second thing with software is, for me, I'm very inquisitive. I don't know if you're inquisitive. I'm inquisitive. I'm curious. I'm not afraid to press buttons and, you know, mess up. And I feel like when you have that trait, you can figure stuff out. You can go into YouTube. You can get a mentor. You can figure out the software. But what's really holding people back is the fear of looking bad in front of their peers. Truly. That's what I believe. Do you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fears, doubts, limiting beliefs. Yeah. Biggest thing that's stopping people. Yeah. So what are some tips you've got on how you can overcome the fear of, I guess, like, yeah, fear of being seen, fear of being judged. I know you've got some tips. 
One of my students from social media school, she messaged me the other day and she was just like, how do you have so much confidence? And it was almost just like I got goosebumps because I was like, I cannot believe she's asking me that question. You know, I was almost like, wow, that's such a beautiful question. And I said, you know, I've done a few things over the last eight years to build my confidence. But one of the things that I did that changed a lot for me was I set the challenge to go live, Facebook live Mm -hmm. every day for six weeks. Holy shit. Every day for six weeks. And all I did was a thought of the day. I jumped on. Sometimes the lives were three minutes. Sometimes they were 25 minutes. It just depended on what I was talking about. And you could just be, she was just like, oh, I can't believe you told me that. Because she knew, she was like, well, in order for me to get more confidence and grow, I feel like I need to take on this challenge. Yeah. I didn't force her. And I was just like, okay, you do you. Anyways, the first time this girl jumped onto my social media school training, she actually had her camera off. She didn't speak. And then when two weeks later, when we jumped on again, she had her camera on. She was smiling. She was lit up and she unmuted. And I was like, what's your win for the week? I always ask everyone, what's your win for the week? And she was just like, I took on the challenge. And I've been going live every single day for the last two weeks. And you could just see her confidence exude through the zoom and I was just like this is so amazing and so people think you know oh social media is just this thing that you know that you just go on and you look at people's lives but for me and for her it's just like it it screw our confidence and then she messaged me the other day she was like I just spoke in front of a room of 50 people and I have so much confidence wow. because of that challenge of going mm. live each and every day that's exactly what it is a challenge because yeah like People, I, I get asked a lot as well, like developing confidence. What's the number one to develop confidence? As if it's a thing, like they get to wake up one day and go, okay, now I'm confident enough to do the live. It's like people think that's what's going to happen. Okay, now I'm confident to go speak to that girl, speak to that guy, start that business, leave my relationship, do whatever. But confidence is followed. Confidence follows courage. For sure. Like, the first thing we actually do is just take one big step of courage. It's the same as I used this metaphor the other day. I made it up as I was talking. I surprised myself. But <laughs> so good. People have a fear of skydiving. Most people, mm-hmm. right? Fear of skydiving, and but it's. Have you ever skydived? Yep. Have you? Of course. I'm about to get my skydive license <laughs> yeah. next week. Actually, How yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I want to jump out on my fucking own. <laughs> Did you love it or hate it when you started? Like, were you fearful of it or were you all in? No, no, I was fearful of it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And then, okay, so you jump out of the plane and you go the way down. You're like, ah! and then you see this incredible <laughs> fucking view. Yeah. What did you want to do as soon as you got back down the bottom? Oh, you jump again. I want to go down again. Yeah. How come? Because you went through it and then you didn't realize it was as scary as you thought it was going to be. Oh, I know, right? right? It's like we scripted this. Yeah, it's like like you you take a step, kicking and screaming most likely, you take a step and then you jump out and it's for one of a few things. As you're going out, you realize, A, it's actually not that bad. You didn't die. But the second is you saw a perspective of the world that only the brave get to see. So good, Morgan. You saw a perspective looking down and seeing these incredible views that only the people on the on the ground, they will never, ever, ever get to see that perspective of how amazing life can actually be or what it actually is if they're too afraid to take that one step of courage. So good. And then when you hit the ground, you're like, I'm fucking confident, I can do it again. Yeah. And the people, that's why the, the quote of the fortune favors the bold because the best moments of our life is on the other side of fear. Yeah, that's so true. You know, courage comes before confidence, yeah. right? And the thing is, 
And self-worth, like going, like just chatting on self-worth, if I was to give you a million followers today, you wouldn't have any self-worth. If I gave you a million dollars today, here you go, you won the lottery, Morgan, you wouldn't have any self-worth. Self-worth comes from doing those things that scare you the most. Mm -hmm. Self-worth comes from overcoming that fear, going through the battles, overcoming the obstacles, going through the challenges, going, okay, I tried to do this. It didn't really work out. But these are the lessons that I learned and imparting that wisdom to someone else. That's where self-worth comes from. And people, and I'm so guilty of this as well, you just want to wake up and have that confidence and have that, you know, those million followers on Instagram, but there will be no self-worth there. It comes from going through the journey. That's the sweetness of it. And I feel like when we fall in love with the process, like we fall in love with it and divorce the results, the results will come. Yeah. But just fall in love and find the joy in doing those daily things that some people go oh i just wish i was good at it already but um yeah just enjoying it yeah it's because they're they're mixing up right so they're placing their self-worth self-respect on the achievement correct versus versus the process of doing yeah and one thing that worked for me really early on was instead of going i'm gonna be happy and proud of myself when i've accomplished this i go i'm gonna be really happy and proud of myself for doing the things i know i need to do each day that is gonna the building blocks to that so that way, every single day I get to go to bed and go, I feel good because I, exactly I, right. I did the things today, you know, versus let, letting all the things kind of stop us. Three top tips for social media. Three top tips for social media is choose a platform. Number yep. one, choose a platform. So if you're brand new, brand yep. spanking new, and you, so you don't get overwhelmed, just choose one. Okay, yep. choose one. It can be Facebook. It can be Instagram. I would suggest Facebook. Like I love Facebook. It was my baby. That's where I grew up. But Facebook and Instagram work so synergistically well together. Choose one platform and then start posting, right? And then you can use a formula. Our great mentor, you know, Fraser Brooks, he taught us RVL results, value, lifestyle. So continually post results, results that you're getting your clients, results that you're getting yourself. Post value, value posts. So for example, if you're in the weight loss industry, you can be posting, you know, three top tips on how to lose weight without giving up carbs. And if you don't know how to provide value, guess what? Go into Google, Google tips around weight loss and then post them on your social media. And you'll look like a guru. You'll look like an expert. And then post your lifestyle so people can fall in love with you, right? They can fall in love with you. People fall in love with me because I have a sausage dog. Oh my gosh, we love you because you're a dog lover. People fall in love with me because, you know, I'm into fitness. I'm talking to my sort of people. They want to see that you're a real authentic person. So choose a platform, post, post on your platform. So I want you to think about this and you can write this down if you're listening. Social media, right? So post media, which are your posts, which are, you know, your reels, your lives, your feed posts, your stories. There's so many different features and then be social on social media, okay? So the third tip is to network. So I really want you to change your language. Like I've changed my language and it's changed everything for me when I engage now on social media. So change commenting and engaging on social media to networking, okay? So every time you comment, every time you engage on social media, you are actually networking and it changes everything because you show up differently online. And so my th- it's choose a platform, if you're already good at Facebook, go over to Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, post, so your media, results, value, lifestyle, use that strategy. The third one is to network, so comment and engage. But here's the slight edge. So when I initially got that job, you know, my corporate job, 
I always got told whenever you go in for an interview, always ask the interviewer a question, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that because then you'll show up differently. They're like, wow, they came prepared. They're going to ask me a question. So I asked her, I was like, curiously, why did you ask me to come for the interview? And she was like, well, you put my name on the cover letter. So I went that extra mile to go and find out the name of the, the recruiter and I put her name on the cover letter. And so the same principle applies online to have that slight edge. So if you're engaging with someone, you're networking online, go over to their profile, have a look. You know, sometimes their username isn't actually their name. You know, it'll be like at social star 89. Go over and find their name. If their name's Molly, mm-hmm. use it in the comment. Molly, you know, amazing posts, amazing tips about engaging on social media. And that slight edge, you will stand out on a very, very crowded platform. And that's exactly what I've been doing. And it's creating great success for me because people are like, wow, it's this, it's so simple, Morgan. Mm. It really is, but it's the slight edge. It's going that extra mile because, you know, there's some comments where it's just like, awesome, go you. It's just like. So scroll, go onto social media with intention. And, you know, some people may be shocked by this, but I probably wouldn't have social media if I didn't have a business. It is a tool for my business. And so I go on there intentionally. I intentionally post. I intentionally network. And I use it as a tool because it's super, super powerful. So those are my three tips. Choose a platform. If you're already on a platform, choose another one. Post media. Show up. You know, it's your storefront. And then engage and network online. Boom. I love this. This is freaking awesome. So where can everybody find you on social media? Oh, And check out your social media school and everything. Yeah, sure. I think the coolest thing that they could do is firstly, screenshot this podcast. Absolutely. Screenshot this podcast, share it to your stories, practice using the social media features. All right. And tag us. So uh, tag me, Alicia Fernandez 87. Tag Morgan, Morgan T. Nelson. Uh, so that's where you can find me come and find me on instagram send me a message i'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast but i have a masterclass. so yeah, can we give them that yeah for sure we can give them that so talking about social media can be quite difficult on a podcast okay there's a there's a lot of features and there's a lot of words and jargon. So I put together a masterclass on reels. Reels are the hottest thing on social media really right do. now. Didn't you do a reel the other day? Got like 35,000 views. Yeah, you see that one? Yeah, I got 30. Jack edited it. He's fucking Yeah, beast. go Jack. Jack is here. We, we love we him. Got, He's a got, legend. We got about 600 pieces of content a week actually for me going out at the minute. See how cool that is? This is the power of repurposing content, getting content out to more people. So there's more eyeballs on your message. You can speak to your ideal customer. They'll come in and that's when you can, you know, sell them your course or sell them, you know, they can come to your event Mm -hmm. and that's how you make money online, right? But in this masterclass, I actually dive into reels. So if you don't understand reels, I show you exactly what to do. You're over my shoulder. I show you how to create one. So to get that, it's free. You can go to aliciafernandez.com. Put the link on there here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell them the whole link as well. aliciafernandez.com forward slash masterclass. Oh, that's easy. Very, very easy. But yeah, you can download the masterclass. It's 60 minutes. It's action packed. So yeah, for sure. Boom. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, i got one final question for you. Okay, let's go. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Social media related, it would definitely be to have focused on Instagram a lot more when I was 18 years old and build an audience for sure. Build an audience without selling them anything, without an agenda, just nurture an audience, build that list and create an email list at the same time. That would probably be my 
word of advice to the 18-year-old that was serving Jägermeister in a bar to people back in Dubai when I was 18 years old. So yeah, really just to have focused on social media more and taken it more seriously. Thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story. And make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.